Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits. Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yerzhensky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yerzhensky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posenek getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Whoa! Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome to the second hour of the hot corner. If you missed any of the first hour, it will not be podcasted on the Les Schwab Tires podcast, but you can check out this one. Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to podcast yeah. play by play, so. And it's just, you know, not great radio. Well, if you want to listen to the, no, no, you can't. We can't do that. It's just fly ball. Caught. <laughs> uh, we join you as the Nationals are being presented the World Series trophy as Rob Manford is on the mound or on on stage, and the Nationals lift the 2019 World Series Championship. Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez. Uh, the two most, maybe two of the most deserving guys on that stage right now, with the exception of, obviously, the Scherzers, the Rendones, the people like that. Uh, but I think there there's a huge testament to what Davey Martinez and what Rizzo have done, considering, as Mike alluded to at the end of the last hour, this perennial regular season team that just could not do anything in the playoffs and this year become that, I I will say, little engine that could because they were kind of left for dead in May. Everybody's wondering if Martinez is getting fired. If they're going to sell at the deadline. Sell at the deadline. Rendon's a free agent. Strasburg is a free agent. Uh, their bullpen's trash, yet they stand here World Series champions. And we kind of talked a little bit about the last segment about how where this World Series sticks in our head in terms of greatness. But I want to talk about this game. I want to talk about Game 7, the two, as we always say, the two greatest words in sports, Game 7. And as as the three of us sit here as baseball fans, and I think anybody can acknowledge, even if you're not a baseball fan, that Game 7 of a World Series is is still pretty special. I was thoroughly entertaining in the game today. I thought Scherzer, you know, who, who wasn't at his sharpest, did enough. I thought Granke was world-class. And uh, there was some very timely hitting from the Nationals. And I think we saw some flaws from the Astros that we saw throughout these playoffs. Mike, uh, where where do you sit? Well, the way I look at it is 
a trend that we saw throughout the playoffs from multiple teams, and it was hitting with runners in scoring position. Today was a huge case of that for the Astros and had been a problem for them this for parts of this series, not the entire series. But today they left 10 runners on base. And until the fifth inning, didn't get a hit with runners in scoring position that drove in a run. They had the solo home run from Yuli Gurriel. Mm-hmm. And then in the fifth inning got the uh, the single from Carlos Correa that, that drove in Gurriel. That was the ball that was bounced off Rendon's glove. And they did the challenge on if Alvarez was out at third and if he was ruled safe. That was the only time they got a hit with runners in scoring position. So we saw this from the Yankees. We saw this from the Cardinals. We saw this from the Dodgers. We saw this from a ton of teams this year. The Astros fell victim to not hitting with runners on base. I think I saw a stat that uh, Jose Altuve in like the fourth inning, something like that, third inning, was 0 for 14 with runners in scoring position and had left 18 men on base. I don't know. And that's wild from a potential future Hall of Famer. Right, a guy who is very clutch and gets maybe, a lot of maybe guys Maybe the in. best guy on that team. I would say the best guy on that team for sure. Um, so that that is why they lost this series. Because they just didn't, or at least this game in particular, because they didn't bring in guys with an artist scoring position. I mean, the Nats left seven on base, but when it counted at the end, guess who they were hitting when they were getting hits when guys were on when base? guys were on base. So that's what matters. Uh, they were one for eight, the Astros were in the game, with runners in scoring position. You can't win baseball games when you leave that many guys on base. Max Scherzer gave them every single opportunity to blow this game open early, and they failed almost every single time. Scherzer was not great today. He, he, he did not have his A stuff. He did not have his B stuff. He had his C stuff. He was average Max Scherzer. But Max Scherzer's C stuff, we were talking off the air, and you were kind of bagging on him. And I, God, I can't believe I'm doing this, but Scherzer C stuff is better than most people's stuff. Well, of course. And I, I thought Scherzer was fairly decent today. But what you need, or what you wanted from Scherzer was his A stuff, right? right? Game seven, you get his C stuff, which is five innings, seven hits, four walks, only two earned runs because the Astros couldn't deliver, and only three strikeouts. That's the wild stat to me. The wild stat to me is he had 11 base runners in five innings, seven hits and four walks. I mean, did get to 100 pitches in five innings. Yeah, so he was not great, and the Nats still won, and that's why I think the Astros more lost this game than the Nationals won it in that sense. Obviously, I don't want to take any credit away from Washington. They had a, a ton of clutch hits, but the way the way the game kind of worked out, the Astros probably should have won like seven to two, but instead they lose six to two. And part of it was not hitting with runners in scoring position. The other part was AJ Hinch making weird decision after weird decision. And 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 I think that's 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 a big part of this game. I think one thing, the unfortunate thing, the number one thing that I'm going to take away from this game, outside you know outside of the Nationals winning and and getting some some timely hitting and clutch stuff like that, the one thing that I'm going to take out of this game is probably something that's going to get lost in this game. And that is Zach Greinke was brilliant. He really was. Zach Greinke was absolutely phenomenal tonight. Outside of Strasburg last night, that was the best pitching performance of the World Series. I thought Greinke was absolutely phenomenal. Sure, he gave up the home run and the walk, 
and Hinch got, uh, he got tight and pulled him for, as you said, <clears throat> don't put in Will Harris. It's not going to go well. And he put in Harris, and I thought Granke should have stayed in this game. He was only at 80 pitches. He looked so calm on the mound. And for a guy who's, you know, a little, you know, he's got that weird socially awkward kind of stuff, and he, he, he almost looked like he had shut everything out. He was throwing 66-mile-an-hour curveballs, and he was throwing 93-mile-an-hour heaters. I thought he was so on point. I really hated the decision to pull him. And I think that's – and inevitably, that's where everything went away. I I didn't hate the decision to pull him. I think when you're in a game like this and you see your starter, you're only up at that point 2-1, to one, right? You see your starter starting to fade. The home run to Rendon was a meatball pitch. He just killed it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you do a, was it a five-pitch walk to Soto, the next batter? Now, I know you're now through the heart of the lineup. Soto's on base, and you can kind of get to the easier stuff, and he's been great. But I don't blame him in that game for for giving giving that up. I don't blame him for that at all. What I blame him for is bringing Will Harris in. Will Harris had been their best reliever the whole postseason. He had been incredible. He had not given up a run until yesterday when he pitched two-thirds of an inning, gave up a run as part of Bad the Nationals' one. comeback late. Bad one. His confidence is down. He didn't look great yesterday. And you, you have Garrett Cole in the bullpen. Yeah. And you bring in Will Harris. So I understand you want your best reliever in the postseason at this point, buddy. He just looked bad yesterday. What does he do on, like, the second pitch? Two-run home run. Now they're losing. And you've already started the the train of bad decisions. It'll be interesting to see what kind of heat AJ Hinch takes for the not just this game loss, but for this series loss. When we come back, World Series MVP has just been announced. We'll get into that next. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris. This is 1080 the fan. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 the fan. It's 916 here on the hot corner as the World Series ends and the Washington Nationals are crowned victorious. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, Steven Strasburg, your 2019 World Series MVP, becomes the first number one overall draft pick to win a World Series MVP with the team that drafted him. Boy, is that not a baseball stat. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but congratulations to him. Uh, I, th I think this is probably the smart choice not to, you know, get in the, the 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 huge debate. But I think Strauss was pretty incredible. Last night, back was against the wall. He was absolutely phenomenal. Had they not pulled away late, you could have seen him throw 120, 130 pitches and close that game down. Uh, kudos to him. Um, he is about to make lots and lots of money. He does have an opt-out, right? Is it a player I do believe option it is so a, he can choose I believe it out? is a player opt-out. Uh, him and Anthony Rendon, two of probably the most important players on this World Series team. Maybe not the future. The future, I believe, is is set in guys like Trey Turner and Juan Soto and Victor Robles. Uh, but uh, it is safe to say that Strasburg, uh, solid choice on the MVP. Patrick Corbin, too. Patrick Corbin's going to be around nice for a little bit. That is deal. true. That is true. I wonder now. I know this is purely based on the World Series, but I wonder how much of his playoff performance weighed in on this as well. Um, so his numbers for the World Series, 14 and a third innings pitched, 12 hits, four earned, 
three walks, 14 strikeouts. Um, but in the postseason, the Nationals won all six of his starts. They won. Am I stealing a stat? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, I know Joe had a stat in your close. At You're him. close. He pitched in the wild card game, three innings, didn't give up a run. Dodgers twice gave up four combined runs, won both games. Cardinals once didn't give up a run, and then these two games here. I mean, he was sensational in these playoffs, which I wonder how much that sits in the back of the voters' minds for MVP for the World Series because there were a couple other guys you could have picked. I think yeah. it was Strasburg, but uh, wow. I-, I love that this is for Strasburg, too, because we talked about this in the break. I thought Strasburg kind of was a bust for years. He was such a high draft pick. He always faded. He. I've been a national hater for a very long time. There was that weird decision to not pitch him in the postseason, and they benched him, and they lost uh, to to protect his arm. And to see him come out this year, I didn't believe him in him this year. But to see this happen is really cool. And I don't. I don't have any hate towards him. I don't really know him as a personality. I don't really have any sort of opinion in that way. I just always thought he was a bust. And well. He's proven he's probably not a bust. He's a World Series MVP. I just find it quite interesting that we walked into this World Series and said, Cole Verlander Granke, see ya. And didn't think Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. Yeah. Or Sanchez, too. Well, and the thing with uh, Strasburg and Scherzer, ESPN Stats and Info, uh, stealing this uh, this tweet for me, at least. Um, It was close. Uh, uh, They had a 10-0 record in the playoffs, Strasburg and Scherzer. Uh, which is the best record for a combined starting pitcher duo in postseason history? Whoa! See, and that, and that, it, Joe told me that stat. I think you were using the you restroom said or something. Ten and zero. Ten and zero when they started yeah. games. Wow! And that blows my mind when you go back and you think of like, whenever I think of like two pitchers just on something, that makes me think of two thousand one Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling. That's I always go back to those guys. They're co-World Series MVPs because they were both absolutely phenomenal, taking down a dynasty. That's what I think of. And I hope if there's anything we take away from this World Series, I do hope that there is that thought that we thought it was Cole, Verlander, and Granke. And Granke was phenomenal, better than both those other guys, in my opinion. And I don't think it's my opinion. I think the stats say it. But at the end of the day, it was Scherzer. Strasburg. Well, the funny thing that you mentioned about the that Diamondbacks team with Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling is that when the season ended, we did a fair or foul, and it was um, two 300 strikeout pitchers on the same team. And has it ever happened? And it happened this year for the Astros, and it happened for that same Diamondbacks team. But look who ended up actually winning the World Series instead. It was Strasburg and Scherzer and the Nationals. Were they close this year to getting that number? Because I know Scherzer had injuries. No, Strauss only had 251 strikeouts this year, so no, they weren't really that close. Um, I was just curious because I know Scherzer missed maybe like a month or two of the season. He had a couple of little injuries here. Uh, But, yeah, Strauss didn't strike out that many during the regular season. But this was a career high for uh, Strasburg in strikeouts. He he has always suffered from injuries. He has been the victim of pitch counts and innings limits and being told not to pitch because we need to protect your arm because you're the future of this team. (laughs) Um, You know – Look, looks like it came to fruition. Say what you want about those years, but maybe it was worth it. Maybe Strasburg is where he is right now because the Nationals made those what we thought were dumb decisions back then. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's injured. Maybe he's not as good because you're, you overtaxed him for years, and maybe this actually helped you win this World Series. Well, I'm really curious about this, and <clears throat> a, a lot of what 
a lot of what really kind of gets me going as A-Rod Ortiz are dancing with Juan Soto on television. Gosh, those guys love each other, don't they? Yes, All they those do. Dominicans, man, yes. they they love each other. They stick up for each other. It's awesome. Um, I do wonder if Strasburg will be, and we've already kind of seen this in some talk of young kids, that when they get into the bigs. <laughs> He's got a cigar for him. <laughs> He's like, hey, I just turned 21. Thanks. He's like, I don't smoke. I barely drink. <laughs> I just like doing shimmies and taking my bat to first base. Um, I do wonder... And we've and we've kind of seen this with young pitchers that the second they have elbow issues, I feel like every person is like Tommy John now, do it now, do it while you're a kid, do it while you're young, grow that muscle back, have James Andrews put a robot into your arm, and you will come back better from it. Because Strasburg, we thought when he went down for Tommy John, we didn't think he was that great to start. He had little flashes, and then he got hurt. Then he went down, and he was kind of so-so when he came back. Maybe this is the model of young kids that throw hard that you know are going to be that are are that number one potential superstar is this the route they go and does this even influence it more as Strasburg is the 2019 World Series MVP I hope not because I feel like that's a really stupid model I think so um, too but I just in in today's day and age where you know best World Series ever says Twitter and you're like did you not receive two years ago three years ago I just wonder if this is now the new like saber metric almost. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, like Dakota Hudson, you need to have a Tommy John no, right no, no, now. No, 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 no. See, Jack Flaherty, go back to the minors and get Tommy John. That, that'll never happen in Major League Baseball because of the importance year to year of not losing a year of a guy if it's unnecessary, right? I mean, how old is Jack Flaherty? He's 24, 25. Mm -hmm. You're really going to risk a year in his prime to go get Tommy John just in case he comes back better when he doesn't even need it? It's not going to happen. If it it's wins you a World Series? No, it's not. Well, okay, but it's not going to. It's yeah, not going to happen Cardinals, that way. Though. You're like, hey, we got the second most. It's not going to happen that way. Um, will it happen at the lower levels? We've already seen it happen at the lower levels. Parents have had their kids go in and get Tommy John when they haven't needed Tommy John because they're like, oh, it makes you stronger. No, it it doesn't. Getting older makes you stronger. Well, getting stronger makes you stronger. Working those muscles makes you stronger. Milk does a body good. <laughs> So, I mean, if you just want to train correctly and work around the muscles in your arms and, hell, you could do training that protects your your UCL and your elbow as as best as you can by strengthening all the muscles there to give it as much stability and support as you can, that's the right way to go about it. Uh, the whole Tommy John thing is such a stupid, stupid trend that we've heard in Little League and, and high school baseball and stuff like that where parents are like, oh, just get it now. You'll be stronger. No. Don't get a major surgery that might not work just for the potential that it's going to happen to make it better if you don't even need it in the first place come on come on come on what's wrong with you come on i'm sad baseball's over yeah me too we did get game seven though we did i, I was uh, so afraid last week we were watching i was like there's not going to be world series on wednesday no it was 2-0 didn't we say are the nationals going to sweep this <laughs> three games later god are the nationals that bad Two games later, whoa, <laughs> Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Um, it is very sad. I'm actually very excited for this postseason, or this, uh, sorry, this offseason, the post of the postseason. The post of the postseason. And I think it's going to be interesting with some of the big names in the market. I'm Two very... big dudes from this series. Three big guys from this series. Yes. Um, I'm very curious where those guys are going to go. 
I wonder if we're going to have a surprise team like the Padres show up and give a big contract to somebody. Garrett Cole. <laughs> um, I'm not saying the Padres will do it again, but a surprise team. I'll love the Manny Machado yeah, yeah. from last year. Um, and I'm curious to see what the tanking teams do mm-hmm. because some of them just started tanking, Joe. Um, others have been in the process for a while. Just started. <laughs> Well, this year, seen the last two seasons, they made the playoffs and fired Buck Showalter. (laughs) We're definitely tanking. This year year was the first true year of the tank. Ever since that ball left the bat of Edwin Encarnacion up in Toronto, that team has been tanking. (laughs) Um, I'm curious to see what their next steps are as well. I'm actually very fascinated for this offseason. Sometimes the offseason comes and you're like, okay, I just want the games to start again. Uh, Last year was kind of one of those years. It's like, all right, I just want the games. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. This year, I'm like, can we? have like full breakdowns from MLB network every single day of what's going on. Like what are the rumors? I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And I'm interested to see because the Astros are that model of tanking. The nationals are not. No, they've got studs. They, they paid for some guys. Um, They had some guys come up through their system. They're kind of, they're kind of the mid two thousands way to win a world series, you know, like Red Sox teams. They remind me of Red Sox teams. Couple young guys, some veterans, some key additions, and a couple studs. And that's how you win a World Series. So the Astros are built from the bottom up. When we come up, I do want to touch in on one moment from last night in game six of the World Series. And I want to know does it sit with you in the annals of World Series moments? And we'll do that next. But first, there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I can't not say this as hopefully Big John Sucanic, family of the show. On next week, by the way. On next week. Is that confirmed? Yes. Yes. Awesome. I believe we're on seven to nine next week because the Ducks are on a bye week. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, tweeted this go out. Cooks? Tweeted this hashtag go Cooks. Tweeted this out yesterday. John Sucanic on Twitter. I'd like to point out again. The Mariners should have had Strasburg if not for a meaningless sweep of the A's the last weekend of a lost season. It just gets better. It just gets better. Hey, he he remembers, man. If anybody is going to remember those little moments that totally uh, changed a franchise's outlook like the Mariners, it's going to be that. Games 160-161 when the Mariners were finishing the season at 84 and 79 or whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> whatever, you know, season that doesn't Hallelujah. matter. Hallelujah. God. Here is a interesting tweet. This is from a reporter from the Houston Chronicle. Garrett Cole, an impending free agent, was resistant to talk after game seven. Quote, I'm not an employee of the team, he said to an Astro spokesperson. Who said this? Garrett Cole. Quote, I guess as a representative myself, dot, 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 then he spoke. He gone. Deuces. He gone. (laughs) My Lord. Man. I'm not an employee of the team. Well, 
Oh, I, I don't know. You're told you're going to pitch in game seven in the biggest game of your career. You get up in the bullpen two different times, and instead he goes to the crappy bullpen that gives up the game. And the bullpen's not that crappy. I know. I'm just saying. He's- it's not Fernando Rodney, Daniel Hudson, and Sean Doolittle. Does the contract end as soon as that final out? I mean, yes. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Once the World Series is over, it probably is not till 1201. Well, well then, Eastern time? Well, 11 Oh, sorry. He's yeah, in Houston. I mean, he literally just I thought has you meant to, like December 1st. So. He just has to walk out to the parking lot and just leave. And then, yeah, he is officially done with that team. It's not like he has to ride the plane back home with them or anything. He steps, he steps into the clubhouse and team security walks in. Excuse me, sir. This is employees only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the exit's this way. We'll we have, have your stuff delivered to your house. We uh, had you <laughs> recorded uh, saying, oh, wait, no, we didn't. We haven't done that before. We don't record anybody. Right? What? Um, there was, I, I do want to touch on this because I think we'd be silly not to, as it was a giant topic of conversation today and yesterday during the game. And that is the call out of Trey Turner in the seventh inning, running down the first base line, getting called out for interfering with the first baseman's ability to make a play. And looking at the replays, you know, we can get into what we actually think, but the strangest thing about this whole situation, and I want to get into this because I I was sitting next to my girlfriend and we were watching the game, and this happens, and, and this whole long, drawn-out trying to figure out what the hell's going on and what the hell's happening made me wonder, is this one of those moments did Trey Turner just get etched into World Series history for some wild play, whether he was out or not? Is this something we're going to remember? And the only reason that that stopped with me is that I think this might be, for the first time, one of those reasons why replay might be broken, even though the play wasn't reviewable, yet they went to the headset to get the rules. I mean, if they got a rule that made them think differently, could they have over? turned that call no because yesterday the, the was a was very it was a very very interesting thing then why go to the headset so okay uh full disclosure i did not see the play live oh i where were you michael i was driving home i was eating lasagna and <laughs> drinking a a local brewery's ipa in a 22 that i've had a million times <laughs> we'll leave it at that i was driving home i got home I went upstairs to get some PJs on for the night, and I came downstairs, and my They're wife- called jammies. And my, my jammies, my jammer jams. And uh, I came down, and my wife had flipped the game on. She she did not have it on when I got home. And as I came downstairs- Sounds like sounds like trouble in paradise. Um, It was the after effect of it. It was the next batter was up, and they were still talking about it. I was like, what happened? And then they showed the replay, and they were. I was. I was really confused because I had missed the whole review. Will Harris was dying while that happened. FYI, dying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was standing on the mound, ready to come in, and then he gave it up. And ah, tonight he gave it up. Yes. So he lost all of his mojo from that. Hadn't given up delay. anything, and then he died while that was happening. Uh, and then I watched the replay on, on on the tweets, and I just didn't get the full context of it because I wasn't watching the game live at that moment. So I don't. I don't exactly have the best information in front of me for this kind of a segment i i know the play that happened to me what happened was he was out of the base path he corrected he was in the base path uh, that happens every game by every player because nobody to the t follows the rule of running between the lines and when he got to the bag bang bang play he hit the glove of Yuli guriel and it was called interference 
my thought was, where on earth is he supposed to go? He he corrected to the right part of the base path. Mm-hmm. And then as he hit the bag, he hit Yuli Gurriel's glove. Yeah. You, you're attempting to be safe. What Where else are you supposed to go? By the letter of the law, I guess it is out, right? He did interfere because he hit the glove. But then the next inning, Jose Altuve did something very similar. Now he didn't hit the glove, but uh, he ran out of the base path and wasn't called out. And then what did Joe Torre say at the end of the game? Didn't he clarify that it wasn't that he was out of the base path? It was that he hit the glove. Mm-hmm. That was why he was called out. Yep. Um, thank you, baseball gods slash cha-ching, cha-ching, Anthony Rendon, <laughs> for making that a non-story. Yes. Because could you imagine the Nationals losing that game yesterday? They actually protested the game. Yeah. They were winning. Yeah. And Davey Martinez came out and protested the game and then got ejected. For the first time since Bobby Cox in 96. Um, Anytime you get in a mention with Bobby Cox in a World Series, you're doing something right. I I guess so. I was just so... Well, he went to a lot of them, so... Only one one. (laughs) (laughs) Against the Indians. (laughs) In my face. Um, I I just... I I can't even imagine what kind of story that, that would be. Astros win the World Series in six games, but the Nationals are protesting the game. And it's not like we've ever seen a protest actually work, right? Protests are more of a ceremonial thing in baseball. It's like, ah, oh, I disagree with you, so I'm going to protest it. And then three games later, they're like, we pulled the protest. What do you do in a World Series game? Because to me, that wasn't the right call. To me, that's not – where is Trey Turner supposed to go? Uh, Well – Mike, Trey Turner is supposed to run on the right side. He ran on the left side and then corrected himself at the end, but that correction still put him in the way. If he's running on the right side the entire time, then his body is still shifted on the right side and his foot can come on the left side to try to get out of the Patrick, tag. The, I also think the throw was kind of bad. Yeah. I think Gurriel didn't make a very good play at first, no, I, but I think that benefited them. Why? I think Turner's the, out. I think Turner's out. The second question I, I just is, think he's out. Why? Maybe they need to fix this. Maybe this will. No, no. This will never happen again. I'm just saying. This will never happen again unless A Rod is like slashing <laughs> down third, ba- down first base line again. I'm not talking about for a World Series game. I mean, we've seen this call before, right? I'm just asking this question. Why is the correct running path in foul territory, yet the base is in foul? Fair territory. Oh, don't don't start, Mike. Because it's been that way since 1905. Just asking the question. Well, uh, well, then let's let's go ask Christy Mathewson why, because he probably has a better idea. Patrick, I think he's dead. Well, yeah, and he's still got a better idea than you and I do. <laughs> I just I thought there was a lot of. I think baseball just could have handled this a lot better. I didn't like the getting on the headset and talking to New York. Also, Joe Torre was there. If the play is not reviewable, game, and sense. I will get to that in a second, if the play is not reviewable. Why are you putting on headsets? Move along. Let Davey Martinez freak out and say, sorry, man, this is what we saw. And Davey Martinez looked. He said, you'll see after the game that you're wrong. And let them go see it after the game. And Joe Torre backed them. My thing that is gonna that I'm going to remember for a very long time is Trey Turner's reaction in the dugout. He is calling out Joe Torre in a sense like he starts yelling, Joe Torre is right over there. Go ask him. And then he goes, then he starts saying, what? Are you hiding him? Or is he hiding from this? Do you not want to talk to him? And I was like, okay, little kid, time to settle down. He has a point, though. I understand, but you do not call out a Hall of Fame 
legend of baseball. Okay, this is where my little friend, you sit down, you be quiet, and you can be mad all you want, but do not start talking trash about Joe Torre. Okay, Michael, you of all people should understand this. I appreciate your support. Okay, okay. Of the greatest This is of all the time. get off my lawn kind of sentiment, okay? <laughs> this is little kid Trey Turner. I understand you're upset. I understand. I get it. I'd be upset too. I understand why you don't think you should be out, especially because Yon Gomes is on third and you're on second. And now what I don't like about the rule is that Yon Gomes is on first. Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. He should be on second, but... Anyway, that's they, beside they the point. They reset the base runners because of it. Yeah, but I don't like that. Beside the point, you got very, very close to talking mad trash about Joe Torre. And if you're going to talk mad trash about Joe Torre, you can start talking mad trash about Hank Aaron and Sandy Koufax and all these greats that made the game the way it is because of them, and you wouldn't be here without them. So please hold the – just say, why don't you ask Joe Torre? Joe Torre's sitting right over there. Why don't you ask him? Don't give me this. Are you hiding him? Is he hiding? Why won't he talk? Done. Uh, another thing. That too, is my statement. That is my high horse. That is old man. Get off my lawn. This might be a reverse of old man yelling at clouds, but Alex Bregman, don't apologize for what you did yesterday. I mean, it was douchey. Yes. Carrying the bat down to first, but it was also kind of cool. Uh, don't apologize for that. Yeah. Monsoto didn't. I know. And we'll get into that next. Oh, this is game seven of the World Series. 10A the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. That is a quick shout out to Fernando Rodney for giving us an appearance in the World Series on this show. Thank you, sir. World Series champion, you. I saw him on the What's TV. Next? What's next? Lomo's on the Padres next year. I saw him on the stage Maybe. off to the left <laughs> partying. Good for him. Good for him. He's had a very him. long career. Make sure he gets the crutches. Um, our, I mean, that that drop after this season, I mean, he's got his ring. Does he just venture out into the... Uh, Does he hang up his do-rag and call it a, a career? Has he shot the arrow for the last time? Honestly, I don't think he's shot the arrow for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been quite some time since he's been in the position to do that. Uh, 148 days till opening day. Okay. I can. I like Mike's. Like I can do that. I can do that. Hey, that's a little more than a third of a third of a year. I can do that. That's doable. Yeah, we just got to get through uh, the NBA. That's fine. Blazers are fun. Oof. Woof. They won today. Uh, Play the Sixers at home. Play the now Steph Curryless Warriors on Monday. Oh, there we go. Hey, got it. Breaking news here. Yeah, Steph Curry broke his hand. If he didn't, it's not breaking news, bro. Yeah, I, I love. Uh, it's like just, so. Fifteen minutes old, Mike. I always love when uh, big stars get injured and it, they'll be out for like at least four weeks. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, devastating!" I did. I tweeted out. I was like, "Report: Steph Curry is dead." <laughs> <laughs> you see, everybody that tweets, "Get well soon." Prayers up. Pray. Hashtag. You think Jesus would be good at basketball? Uh, yes, we shouldn't talk about this. Um, uh, Max Scherzer cried today. He needs work <clears throat> in the paint. I will say that much. Max Scherzer is a little frail. <laughs> yeah, he needs to uh, get some meat on them bones, body up. His hang time is pretty good, though. Oh, wow. 
Uh, Told you to move on. Told you to move on here. (laughs) That was you. Told you to move on. You are in control of this ship. Um, we'll, we'll get out of mayday, the world. Mayday, <laughs> We'll get out of the World Series on this. There was another thing that came from Game 6, which to me was probably the most entertaining game of the entire World Series, and that is Alex Bregman finally does something, and he hits a home run, and I don't think he meant to do this, but carries his bat all the way to first base after he hit a moonshot to left field, uh, which for some reason in that stadium, I love it when people hit dingers to left. I think it's because of the wall and the trains. And it's Doesn't just it like, feel like it feels really, like it's really so cheap. far, even though it's not that far? It's really close, actually. <laughs> but it you just, hit like the top of the wall, and you're like, oh, oh my, my God. If that wall wasn't there, it'd be out of the stadium. 365. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, but he hits that home run and accidentally takes his bat all the way to first base. Accidentally, air quotes. Takes his bat to first base. Fast forward later down the line, Juan Soto hits a home run. Pretty clutch home run, too. Takes his bat all the way to first base. That was intentional. Uh, After the game, I thought it was quite interesting. Alex Bregman apologized, said, I didn't mean to do that. My emotions got caught up with me. There is no place for that in this game, and I apologize for that, and I'm sorry. Juan Soto's response? (laughs) I wanted to do it. I saw Bregman do it. I thought it was cool, so I, I figured I'd do it, too. I love that that was what he said. He was like, <laughs> he was like, I saw him do it. I was like, you know what? If I hit a home run, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that too. I'm do the same thing. <laughs> I, uh, I texted Patrick this after the Soto home run. That was the swaggiest, douchiest home run I've ever seen, because the whole sequence was kind of fun and funny. And I, I don't care that it was douchey. I thought it was funny, but um, Juan Soto, the pitch before Verlander threw it up and in, it did miss the zone. And Verlander shook his head like, no, that wasn't a ball. And Soto stares at him and just shakes his head. Yes, it was. And then he turns back to Chirinos, who's arguing with the umpire, and he goes, no, that was a ball. So Verlander tries to go to the exact same spot, but a little bit closer to the strike zone. And then Soto, of course, it's the very next pitch, just annihilates the ball. It went into the upper deck in right field, which you know is far. Soto's pretty good. That ball, that's the biggest home run of the whole World Series. And then he does the bat thing, and you're like, wow. So he did his little like shuffle thing and then looked at Verlander saying that wasn't a ball and said, yes, it was. And then (laughs) talked to the catcher and said, yes, it was. And then on the next pitch, it's a home run and carries the bat with him to first base. I mean, holy holy crap. You kind of like it. But if I'm the guy that's mad at Trey Turner for calling out Joe Torrey, then I have to say Juan Soto, respect the game. Don't do that. Yeah, and Alex Bregman, don't apologize, okay? Don't be – was it a little bit douchey? Yes, just like Juan Soto's was a little bit douchey. For sure. Uh, um, I like Juan Soto. I don't like the shimmy at the plate. That's a little weird. Yeah. I don't I don't like the the foot backwards up either in the stance, but hey. Uh, only with uh, – if it's in two strikes, he goes to a regular stance. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> well, uh, he's shortening up his his swing. It, it happens. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's dumb, Mike. Um, but I'm sorry. You're going to talk about maybe the best young player in baseball stance being dumb? Uh, I'm going to take Acuna, and I think Trout's still under 25, so I'm going to stick with He's him. He's not under 25. Well, but whatever. I also said maybe the best player. I was leaving that for open, uh, open-ended question there. But, I mean. Glaber Torres? I love Glaber. Aaron Judge? He's not under 25. Damn it. Um, I don't think he is, at least. He came, he came up late. He was like 24 when he came up, so he's probably okay. like 27 now. Um, 
No, but these are the kind of guys. This is what we need. This is baseball going forward. We need the Alex Bregmans of the world because he can be a douche and we can hate on him for it. Or you can get Juan Soto who can be a douche and be like, eh, take that, Bregman. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if that's if that's that's entertainment in the World Series these days, then you know what? This old crotchety man is going to take it. I enjoy it. And be happy with it. Uh, I I I didn't like the Bregman thing because I grew to dislike Bregman in the last series for my own personal reasons, but um, I thought it was fun, and I'm all about letting the kids play. I'm all for that kind of stuff. You don't need to apologize. You don't need to respect the game any better. I mean, you're just – you showed emotion. He said, I got caught up in the emotion. Good. It's the World Series. You better get caught up you in the should. emotion. Don't be boring. Don't be Garrett Cole. I'm not an employee <laughs> not of the team. I'm not an employee team. anymore. I don't want to do an interview. Uh, but if I speak for myself, uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I'll go I'll go again. I'll, I'll talk to you now. I'll speak to you as an employee of another team in four weeks. <laughs> what a weirdo. I'm not a weirdo. Could you, could you imagine how mad he is right now? He just lost the World Series. He was told he was going to pitch in the game. He was pulled up twice in the bullpen, and they didn't go to him, and every guy who came out of the bullpen for Houston sucked. <laughs> he never should have gone to the bullpen. Also a valid point. But if you are, go to Garrett Cole. Man, I can't get past this. I also saw, why. what are you saving Garrett Cole for, game eight? <laughs> The season's over after today. Pitch him. I can't get past this. I've I was never, I never have, and don't know if I ever will be a huge Zach Granke fan. But that's one of the best World Series performances I've seen. I'm uh, like looking back at some stuff. I'm, I'm thinking not willing, in my head. I'm not willing to say that. But why not? Well, because I I don't off the top of my head remember enough of those performances. Because I'm sure there's been better. I mean, dude, he gave up two runs and got pulled on 80 pitches in the sixth. So I mean, he didn't get pulled in the sixth. Wasn't it the sixth inning? No, I didn't get here till the seventh. That was the seventh? I'll look it up right now. Talk so people don't think I'm stalling. No, I'm kidding. Fly ball. <laughs> Caught. Caught. Uh, the, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't have the memory bank of great pitching performances in the World Series. I mean, Madison Bumgarner might come to mind pretty quickly as I think about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, multiple, three Out games. The, I'm talking about starters here, Michael. Yeah, starters. Well, he started two of those games. And then came out of the pen and game, or three of them, and then came out of the pen and game seven and threw five innings. It was great. And single handedly beat the Royals. Ah! It was great. Granky well, got pulled in the seventh. Okay. Six and a third? Six and a third. Okay. Two hits, two runs, two walks, three strikeouts, one dinger. I think you're saying it was one of the best performances you can remember because you didn't expect him to pitch well, and he pitched very well. I did not expect him to pitch well. Well, I didn't expect him to get blown up. A lot of soft contact. But man, he didn't strike out a lot of guys, but he was just getting ground. A lot balls. of grounders back to him. Mm -hmm. And he picked those balls up and threw them to first and was just like, yep, I got this. He fielded his position well. Throwing 93 heaters, 66 mile an hour curves. That curveball is so fun to watch. That S is sexy. <laughs> you watch it come out of his hand and you're like, what kind of pitch? What's happening? Well, and and knowing Boop. you know, and knowing you know his like social anxiety and how he doesn't really like all this kind of stuff, he just looked like a dude that didn't even know what was going on. Like this is the World Series. I'm just gonna go pitch well today. I feel good today. I mean, that's uh... I had some Chipotle and I splurged for the guacamole, and you know I got good hang time. Thank Zach Granke for you. Yeah, 36 year old Zach Granke. Who would have thought? Best Astros pitcher in the World Series. Yeah. Who would have thought that? I'm nobody. Who's the best pitcher in the for the Astros this World Series? Osuna. No, definitely not. Verlander? Ugh, it's the World Series. No. Garrett Cole, duh. Uh, Garrett Cole wasn't that great. Maybe that's why Hinch didn't bring him in.
Cole wasn't that great. Zach Granke, he was great. That's it? Nobody's got anything? All right, cool. Sorry, I just read this last text, which you'll have to read after the show. That's quite fine. Why, can I not say it on the air? All right, I'll save it. Uh, That is it. That is the 2019 baseball season as the Nationals are crowned World Series champions. Next week, we'll be back at 7 p.m. as the Ducks are on a bye, and we'll skip the coaches' show, and we will have our good friend end-of-the-season recap, uh, one of the best shows of the year. Don't miss out. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Baseball rules, baby. Baseball rules. I already miss it. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.